The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, boy. What a... What a day this Wednesday has become, and there's still more to go. And uh, the Blaze Radio Network will be covering every angle we can on what's going on in the situation with the, the active shooter situation out west and the, the follow-up of the shooter in the Alexandria, Virginia case where we still fortunately have no, no one deceased except the shooter. And, you know, you have to, you have to please say prayers for Steve Scalise and the four other people who were wounded. I don't mean to diminish them, but I don't know them. One, one is a, a lobbyist for Tyson Chicken, and the company said they're very concerned about him. I would hope they'd be concerned about him. But you have to feel for Bernie Sanders today. And, and this, is, this is part of that game we play. When someone does something horrible and the media then descends on that person's life and tries to pull out tiny snippets of that person's life and then attach someone else to it. You know, maybe that guy had a maybe that guy had an NRA bumper sticker. Well, now they're going through all of James Hodgkinson's Facebook postings. Trump is a traitor. Trump is guilty and should go to prison for treason. All these things he's posted And uh, no, I don't want the government combing through everybody's social media posts. But now we're all going to ask that question. But it also turns out that he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. In fact, a Bernie Sanders volunteer. Senator Sanders had to stand up and make a statement today about it. Madam President, I have just been informed that the alleged shooter at the Republican baseball practice this morning is someone who apparently volunteered on my presidential campaign. I am sickened by this despicable act, and let me be as clear as I can be. Violence of any kind is unacceptable in our society, and I condemn this action in the strongest possible terms. Real change can only come about 
through nonviolent action and anything else runs counter to our most deeply held American values. I know I speak for the entire country in saying that my hopes and prayers are that Representative Scalise, congressional staff, and the Capitol Police officers who were wounded make a quick and full recovery. I also want to thank the Capitol Police for their heroic actions to prevent further harm. Thank you, Madam President. And, and this is another example of how, at least I, I hope we're not running out and playing the whataboutery game here, but Sanders had to get up and make that statement because this guy, this nut, this jackwagon, not somebody that Bernie Sanders hired, not somebody that Bernie Sanders decided to make part of his campaign, but it was the other way around. And it used to bother me a lot when people would talk about Donald Trump's rallies and some of the behaviors that they witnessed there. That's, that's not going to get us anywhere by trying to attach the bad behavior of strangers to the person that's like trying to blame a movie director for somebody who did something stupid inside a theater where a movie was being screened. It's just stupid, and we have to stop it. So I, I feel for you today, Senator Sanders. The other, the other moment that happened is, is now these, these moments are coming forth as, as we're seeing the members of Congress who are getting into the office and getting out of their softball clothes and getting changed and talking about what happened on the field. And especially chilling was uh, Representative Ron DeSantis, who believed, and they weren't sure of this before, but it sure looks like it's the truth now, that he actually interacted with the gunman minutes before the shooting. Third base, Jeff Duncan from South Carolina short, Steve Scalise, who obviously got shot at second base, was at second taking ground balls. Jeff and I looked at each other and said, hey, we've taken a lot of ground balls, we've hit, let's beat the traffic back to the hill. So we left practice a little early, got in uh, Jeff's, one of his aides' uh, cars, I was in the back seat, a gentleman walked up to us and wanted to know whether there were Republicans or Democrats practicing out there. Congressman Duncan said that it was Republicans and then he immediately turned around and went towards the field. It was a little weird because, you know, no one's really out there at that time. But we just kind of drove back. Once we got to the hill, we got word that there was a shooting. Immediately, Jeff and I looked at each other and we said, we've got to report this individual. So we reported him, you know, the best description we could get. Since he's been identified, uh, the picture on the individual's Twitter page uh, matches the individual who approached our vehicle probably about 10 minutes before the shooting started. And you have That's amazing. And, and luckily for him, this guy wasn't carrying a pistol and asked them because God knows might have taken shots at, at, at these guys as they were leaving early. Wow. Jeff Flake, Senator Jeff Flake talked about Steve Scalise and how he was treated. The initial report was somebody used a, uh, a belt from their pants to basically create a tourniquet because when you're shot in the leg, in the, in the hip area, if you sever that, that artery, the femoral artery right there in the femur, you can bleed out in a matter of minutes. It's, it's not a good thing at all. This was Jeff Flake explained how they treated 
Steve Scalise on right there on the baseball field. It was clear. We kept looking and feeling down the leg or looking for other blood. We tried to see an exit wound. Uh, another member ran out, uh, Brad uh, Winfrey, I believe, from uh, Ohio, who was a surgeon. And, uh, and he, we were looking to see if there was any other injury. We couldn't see it, uh, but we were having a hard time uh, moving. Somebody took off their shirt, and we put it on the wound, and that kept it pretty well. But then we removed that and tried to put some gauze on, and that wouldn't, uh, wouldn't stop it. And so we ended up having to put the shirt back on and get a belt or something to to cinch it uh, to try to keep the bleeding and, and, down. And Whip Scalise was speaking this entire he was. time? He was. And uh, he, uh, we, we wanted he to make sure he said, You said he asked for water. What else was he saying? Yeah, he was just trying to, to, to ask, I think, about uh, others or where the gunman was. Uh, but we were just glad he was talking, that he wasn't uh, passing out. That's a, such a scary situation. I've, I've never been attending to someone on the baseball field who's been shot. You know, we always had twisted ankles or something. Just a, an amazing story today. And Steve Scalise had surgery, is allegedly, reportedly resting, and hopefully will recover. We'll wait to hear if we get any more news from, uh, from the rest of it. Also trending on, online in the news world, is the the moment or the tragic moments in San Francisco where they had this this UPS shooting. A gunman opened fire inside the San Francisco UPS facility. At least two have been declared to be dead. And police have the situation contained and the gunman has apparently been taken down. So that situation uh, near the corner of 17th and Vermont, if you know the area. San Francisco expecting obvious street closures today. At least two people injured, ambulances, police. So we have, we have shooter situations on both sides of the country today. And um, it's, um, it's interesting to me, and it's, I guess it's, it's kind of hopeful to me to see the reaction out of both sides of the aisle in the House today. To see the to see the House get together, to see Nancy Pelosi and Paul Ryan extend their their hands across the aisle, not just to each other, but to each each member of the opposition to say thank you. Uh, Paul Ryan did a beautiful job this morning, I thought, when he brought brought the House together and talked about the reaction from the Democrats who were practicing nearby, not in the same place, but the, the Democrats were practicing very close to where the Republicans were. And at that moment, when the news came in, uh, Paul Ryan gathered everybody in the House right after noon and talked about unity. And... We are united. We are united in our shock. We are united in our anguish. An attack on one of us is an attack on all of us. I know you may have heard that earlier, but I think it's important to play. I think it's important for, for us to see leadership in the House. Ryan also expressed his gratitude to the first responders, the U.S. Capitol Police, who were there because 
Steve Scalise is in a leadership role, and they're supposed to be there, and thank God they were. I know we want to give our thanks to the first responders and to the Alexandria Police Department who were on the scene in minutes. And I know this House wants to state unequivocally that we are, as ever, awed by the tremendous bravery of the Capitol Police. <laughs> Yeah, these are people who run towards a, a situation instead of running away from it. And it, the message today has to be about maybe this government now can come together. Maybe we now can say that we are, we are capable of, of reaching across our divide and getting together. My colleagues... There are so many memories from this day that we will want to forget. And there are so many images that we will not want to see again. But there is one image in particular that this House should keep. And that is a photo I saw this morning of our Democratic colleagues gathered in prayer this morning after hearing the news. You know, every day we come here to test and to challenge each other. We feel so deeply about the things that we fight for and the things that we believe in. At times, our emotions can clearly get the best of us. We're all imperfect. But we do not shed our humanity when we enter this chamber. For all the noise and all the fury, we are one family. I can't say it any better than that. We'll be right back on Pure Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. The politicizing of today's attack on the GOP congressmen and their entourage who were practicing for the baseball game tomorrow. By the way, the baseball game will go on, but the politicizing it has already begun, and I really think this is incorrect. Uh, I expect a certain amount of it from people on social media because there's going to be a whole lot of C- we told you so. See? But we need to stop that. It's not going to help. The ones who I really believe need to know better are the elected officials. And apparently MSNBC's already had people jumping on this. But Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe could not resist the opportunity to try and politicize it and make it about guns and the Second Amendment. But uh, it also has a little bit of schadenfreude involved in this. A little bit of, oh, really, Governor? Did you really want to say that, Governor? And the press actually corrected him. 
General, do you think anything more needs to do to protect politicians? Well, let me say this. I think we need to do more to protect all of our citizens. I have long advocated. Uh, this is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We lose 93 million Americans a day. To Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It didn't take that long. This was really less than two hours after the shooting and Terry McAuliffe's out in front of the cameras saying there are too many guns on the street. And then to say that there are 93 million Americans lost every day. I know he meant 93 Americans, but for some reason he said 93 million and he didn't say it just once. He said it twice. Seriously, pay attention. Today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. I mean, I've long talked about this. Background checks, shutting down gun show loopholes. Yeah, that's not for today's discussion, but it's not just about politicians. Governor, can you we worry about this every day for all of our citizens. He said 93 million Americans a, a, a day we lose. And one of the reporters goes, did you really mean to say that? Did you really mean to say 93 million? Uh, yeah, I meant 93. So the guy who says this is not for a discussion today, but let me bring it up. Terry McAuliffe, the guy who's again throwing out the lack of background checks. I'm sorry, Governor. Every time I purchase a firearm legally in the country, I get a background check every damn time. So don't go throwing this out there. That really is awful. Really is awful. Oh, boy. I, I, have, a, I have a bunch of um, silly news that we need to get to, and I know at the bottom of the hour I, I promised you we would hear from John Street, who is going out to the site to give us an update on what's happening out there. Um, we'll get him at the bottom of the hour. I have, uh, I have so many different stories here that I had stacked up and ready to go today. I didn't even get to the fact that today is National Bourbon Day and National Strawberry Shortcake Day. And I'm not a bourbon guy. I am a strawberry shortcake guy. And so, yes, I can, uh, I can deal with strawberry shortcake. And I'm hearing from Dallas in my ear that any, any of the bourbon that we want to send down to Shemot, he'll be happy to make sure he honors National Bourbon Day in the appropriate fashion. I, <laughs> I don't know if I can endorse that, Mr. Lynch, but... Um, Something about a shot right now just was heard. I, I don't. Well, you know what? Uh, we've got about just about a half hour left on the show. So, you know, I'm sure you can keep it on the rails for another 30 minutes. And I also understand there's pizza in the Dallas studios. So what the heck? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be missing the pizza and the bourbon today. And this is what happens when you work out of Delaware. So when we get back, we're going to go to the scene. We're going to tell you what's, uh, what's happening on the scene. We're also going to uh, update uh, any other craziness that's going on. Um, apparently, 
this is just popping in. Uh, I got this from Dana Lash. One GOP rep received a threatening email with the subject line reading, one down, 216 to go. That happened after the lawmaker shooting. After Steve Scalise was hit, somebody sent an email to another member of Congress saying, one down, 216 to go. This is a little bit disturbing. Representative Claudia Tenney, a Republican from New York, received this email. And someone saying, did you not expect this in the body of the, of the email? Did you not expect this when you take away ordinary people's very lives in order to pay off the wealthiest among us? Your own lives are forfeit. We need to pray for this country right now. We need to all stop and say a little prayer for America. God help us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back. It's a fast-moving day. Just before the break, I told you about uh, something I received from Dana Lash talking about a New York congresswoman who started getting uh, threats this morning after the shooting. And I just called the congresswoman's office. She represents a section of New York where I have friends living. Uh, We may get the congresswoman on the phone here, so heads up, pay attention. Uh, You guys in Dallas, I know, are paying. You're always paying attention. Yes, I know. Don't get offended. I'm just saying we will break in and take this call because this is a woman who not not only serves this country in Congress, but she has a child in the military as well. So we'll have to deal with that. Uh, Before we go any further, one of our colleagues is actually on the scene as we speak. John Street from TheBlaze.com, who's been on the show before, joins us from Alexandria, Virginia. John Street, welcome back to Pure Opelka, my friend. Hi, Mike. Good to be with you. I can barely hear John. Can we pump him up a little bit? He's all the way up. John, are you with me? No, he's I, I'm not hearing him, guys. So uh, I I heard uh, Dr. Jorge Fine. John, you might. About now, Mike. That's perfect. Whatever headset you okay. were using, I guess, wasn't working. So I appreciate you fixing it. You're you're on the scene in Alexandria. I am coming up on the scene as we speak. Um, I live in D.C., so it's uh, a little bit out of the city. Um, so I'm I see I do see some police lights up ahead at an intersection. Um, but right now I'm looking at soccer fields. Um, 
I see a baseball field. Um, not certain if that's the one that House Majority Whip, um, the House Majority Whip was shot on this morning. Um, but I do, it looks like the park is blocked off. So I don't think I'm going to get very far in there at this point. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of crime scene tape around the area as they are, they are blocking off not only the baseball diamond, uh, there are basketball courts nearby. And the, the YMCA building, which I believe these fields were part of the complex, was also part of it. So uh, we might yeah, see something from... Go ahead. Yeah, the YMCA building is actually right on the edge of the park. So the park has several soccer fields, baseball fields, um, or one baseball field, I suppose. And then um, the YMCA building is on the edge of the park. Hmm. And John, have we gotten any additional update on condition of not only uh, Whip Scalise, but any of the other victims, the the four others who were shot? Uh, so the, the House Majority Leader is listed in stable condition at, Georgia, uh, Georgia, or at uh, MedStar Hospital uh, in Washington, D.C. And then there was a, an aide who also suffered a non-life-threatening injury, an aide to a, a Texas congressman. And then there was also another um, congressional aide who suffered, um, they said, the most critical injury of, of any of them. And two Capitol Police officers um, also suffered injuries. One of them actually was ignored his own injury for a while to crawl over to um, rep or Congressman Steve Scalise on the baseball field to help him and help him to, um, you know, cover his wound. Uh, so it's a very heroic action there by the Capitol Police officer who did that. I did not hear that story. I heard uh, that's that's amazing, and I'm glad you shared that. So one of these Capitol, Capitol Police officers who was on his detail uh, was not only taking fire and uh, uh, not even thinking of his own wounds, but got out there on the field because uh, Steve Scalise had been shot in the hip. And from what I heard, it was bleeding pretty badly. Uh, the, the weird thing is um, Scalise couldn't walk. He couldn't get up. And it's, it's the, the image that Rand Paul painted of Steve Scalise crawling, trying to use his arms to pull himself along the dirt infield. is just so frightening. You, you can't even imagine that going on. Uh, how many people are out there at the moment? Um, I'm actually still walking along the park just to see exactly where um, where it is and how close I can get. Right now, it looks like um, pretty normal, um, other than just the there were two police cars um, sitting back a little ways um, with lights flashing and the um, the the driveway blocked off. Um, but that's really all all that I'm seeing that's out of the ordinary. Okay, so uh, traffic just, is flowing along the the um, one of the main thoroughfares that um, goes from uh, Northern Virginia into Washington D.C. Uh, traffic's flowing as usual. So pr pretty much now that we're about five six hours away from the incident, at least uh, the the local neighborhood is trying to get back to normal. But the the baseball diamond and the the activity fields around it are probably crime scenes through at least the rest of the day. 
uh, and I'm sure they're canvassing to see if they can find any other clues. You're going to be on with Dana tonight. Is that what I'm hearing? I will be 6.50 Eastern time on uh, Dana on the Blaze TV. Very good. Very good. So uh, we, we will we will pay attention for that after Glenn Beck's program. My colleague John Street on the scene from the actual uh, site of this horrific shooting that God God bless the Capitol Police prevented it from being a massacre. And the only guy who's dead, they just did list, by the way, I saw a scrolling report that said from that that hospital that Scalise is in critical condition. But uh, the the other person that they worked on there is uh, much better off. So he's not out of the woods yet. So we need to keep saying prayers for Steve Scalise and everybody involved in this horrible tragedy. Thank you, John Street. Appreciate you for hustling out there and getting us to the scene this afternoon. No problem. Thanks, Mike. Wow. This uh, this thing keeps getting uh, different twists and turns in it. And uh, we're trying to figure out everything we can and, and keep you guys posted as well. So uh, today, Flag Day, we have a shooting in Virginia. We have... A president's birthday, which is certainly going to be, uh, I'm sure, one that President Trump will not not soon forget. Uh, I'm going to probably break away a little bit early here. Um, before we go, let me remind you, because we're waiting on a, a congressperson who got, oh, we have her. Thank I just got word from, uh, from Dallas. Uh, thank you so much. Joining us now. Uh, Congressperson, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, who represents a, a district in New York State where I have lots of friends in Binghamton and in the Utica area, uh, Congressman Tenney. So I, I appreciate uh, what you're doing and I appreciate you being on the phone with us. How are you? Thank you, Mike. Uh, so uh, I, I'm born and raised in, uh, in Utica area, I live across the street from the house I grew up in. So uh, Long-time New York, lifelong native. Wow, that's what a great district you've you've got uh, waterfront property, and you have a uh, you've got the uh, there's a forest preserve up there somewhere, the Black River Wild area. Yeah, we have we have all state land. There's uh, there's no national parks in the state of New York. There's only the Adirondack Forest. So that's north of me, but the foothills of the Adirondack Park are are in my district in the. They start in the town of Forestport, so it's a very beautiful area with rolling hills and beautiful streams and lakes. It's, it's, my district actually sprawls from Lake Ontario all the way to the Pennsylvania border where Binghamton is, so it's a big district. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that part of the world. I'm glad you're here, and I'm a little bit disturbed about this email you received. What What's the reaction that you first had when you opened up this email and someone made this horrible comment you know it, it it's it's unfortunate that this has actually been very typical of the kind of emails i've been getting mostly this year uh between emails uh phone messages uh all kinds of terrible messaging coming uh to me you know for voting for the american health care act uh, for voting for the middle class and and the people in my district who desperately need relief and need affordable health care. Uh, this is the dialogue that has been coming through is just it's just abhorrent 
And it seems that uh, the resist movement, the indivisible movement, which uh, the Democrats are cleaving to, uh, has, they're trying to normalize this kind of conversation, which is really unacceptable. And it's borderline violent. I mean, and, and if you can see it playing out in all kinds of venues, whether it's Kathy Griffin or the Shakespearean play depicting, uh, you know, the killing of our president. So I think we've gone beyond just free speech and robust debate. It's gone to another realm. And I, it's just very disappointing. But um, one of the things that you may or may not know is I also have a son who is a U.S. Naval Academy graduate. He's serving right now in the Middle East as a Marine. And I put out a nice Memorial Day message uh, this year, and I got a response that said, I hope your son comes home bagged uh, from someone who is on the resistance side. So this oh is, I've gotten God. some really disgusting messages uh, for the, you know, throughout the year. And so this is actually, as horrible as it is, it's, it's not atypical. So we have a young man who is probably among the best of us because he's he's a graduate of our military academy, serving with the Marines, so we know he's among the toughest among us, serving voluntarily to preserve our freedom. And you have a congressperson who is makes a choice to try and get through the gauntlet of our elections, and the people who oppose you are basically threatening you and your son. My God, I... I I don't know where we're headed, Congresswoman. I'm, I'm just, I hope this audience says, says prayers for you and the rest of the nation. This is just shocking. I, I appreciate that. And I also think that uh, this kind of conversation, I think it's something that I think we all need to take the leading role on it. But as someone who is run as uh, not the establishment Republican, in fact, which your audience may be surprised to know, I've never been endorsed by my local Republican committee. I've always run as an independent, uh, even though I'm registered Republican. I've always had a primary. I've always been challenged by the status quo. And I've been put in place by like-minded uh, people from all parties who have put me in place because I'm a truth teller and I'm someone who is out there trying to fight the fight. Uh, long before uh, even the president came around, I've been standing up on, on some, some populist issues, though I consider myself to be a conservative, and just common sense issues. I got elected to the New York State Assembly three times and now to Congress and still never being endorsed by my local county committee. And so well, those are some of the things that people, I'm not this uh, monolithic establishment Republican that they're just running, uh, you know, running terrible threats against. I'm someone who's really stood up for the people. Um, I'm a business owner. I used to... Uh, run our family business. I'm, a, I'm an attorney. Uh, I, I, I could, there's lots of things I could do. So I'm just saying you, it's one of these things where this, go ahead. Claudia, I'm up against a brick yeah. wall. Will you come right. back another day? Can we, I'll, I'll call Hannah Absolutely. and arrange it. I, I'm fascinated by your story. I want to make sure we keep telling this story because this is, you're right. This is the future of politics. This is reaching across the aisle and doing it without the endorsement. It's it's perfect. I, I hope you'll come yes, back. Yes, thank you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you so much for having me on. This Representative Claudia Tenney from New York, who received these threatening emails, will be right back after this. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Before we get out of here, let me remind you, is there pain in your life? Do what I did. Get a hold of Relief Factor right now. It's the all-natural anti-inflammatory helping thousands of us. Many of you in the Blaze audience, people everywhere are finding out what I found out. Just over 14 weeks ago, pain comes from irritation, inflammation. And in my case, in my knees and hips and back, it was from years of distance running. And in my late 50s, there was pain. I thought I was going to need knee replacement. No, I tried Relief Factor. I got the three-week quick start pack for $19.95. Day eight, I put down that bottle of those green gel caps that's meant to take away the pain. The -the over-the-counter stuff, I'm not taking prescriptions. I'm not taking anything. The only thing I take every day at breakfast, lunch, and dinner is all-natural anti-inflammatory relief factor. Go there, relieffactor.com. Get the information. Or just pick up the phone and call them, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. I know we're almost out of here today. I did not get to... I did not get to the really dumb news. I swear to you, I'm going to say this one is too good and no one's going to have it. So we'll get to it tomorrow. And I hope to have Congresswoman Tenney on tomorrow early in the show because I want to hear her story. I'm so furious that people would would smear her child who is over fighting for us as a Marine and then would threaten her as well. It's disgusting. It's been a very interesting day, I know. A very interesting day. Pray for our country. Pray for common sense. Pray for the first responders. And then do what the word means. Testudo, my friends. Come together. Testudo. This.